Hello, this is Gabriel Thibault with Breaking Expectations, a podcast about the joys of disability and all that it includes. Here you'll hear stories and roundtables of individuals who have gone through different journeys in their lives than the one that you think you'll take. But the twist of it is, if you're lucky enough, you'll take this journey too. Good afternoon. Thank you for joining us this afternoon for a great conversation that we're going to have around the topic that faces uh, persons with disabilities, told by the voices of persons with disabilities and in a context that centers their narratives and their lived experience. My name is Ingrid Ingrid Palmer. I am a social activist, a public speaker, and a person with a disability myself. I'd like to start off by getting to know our panelists. And so we're going to have everyone introduce themselves one at a time. I'd like you to tell us a little bit about yourself, what your mobility device is, and just for fun, if your device has a name. So let's start off with Stevia. Hi, everyone. Um, I'm Stavia. Uh, I'm a newcomer to Canada, but working in social services and sometimes some personal support worker. Um, I use form crutches right now. I know they do not have a name. Thank you so much, Stevie. You never know. Why don't we, uh, we'll turn to Kate. Kate, can we get to know a little bit about you and your mobility device? Um, hi, my name is Kate. Um, I'm a disability activist here in Toronto, Ontario. Um, I am also an artist and I make art around disability. Um, I use a walker um, and my walker does have a name. <laughs> um, my walker's name is Pantolimon. It's a character in a book. Very nice pantaliman. Yeah. Yeah, Not so crazy after all. No. (laughs) But certainly not least, Adam. I'm Adam Grinoon. I'm an artist with a disability. I um, go by the handle ARC23 on the internet. And sometimes my wheelchair, uh, I call it Wheels 970 in some cases, but uh, on a day-to-day basis, no, it doesn't have a name. <laughs> Only when the mood seat, the mood or the situation suits. That's good. Well, we're going to talk today about our mobility devices and how they impact our lives. And so I'd like to start off with uh, Adam. Adam, can you tell us about your mobility device and how it has impacted your life and what it has taught you? Um. My mobility device, um, it, the way I've used it over time has changed. Since about um, age six, I've used, I've used my power wheelchair most of the time. Until age six, uh, my mobility device was mostly used outdoors and and for the first for the first um month that i had it i could only drive around in circles but that was because i was three years old 
And the other thing to know is because my dad is a, a mechanic and he is also a simple um, electronics technician, most times they would not give a three a three-year-old kid a power wheelchair, but my dad had made sure that it could only go to a certain speed, and he said to the people, he said, if a three-year-old can break his wheelchair more than I can fix it, then, then, then Adam won't use one till he's older, but um, but my dad figured that I should sort of use it, sort of like how little kids use a tricycle or stuff. It would give me some freedom to play outside yeah. and get the fresh air. That's interesting. So you've had your mobility device from a very young age, and that's not the same for everyone. Uh, Stevia, when did you start um, needing your mobility device? Um, well, I've needed it for quite some time, but just refused to use it up until last year. Um, I've always had chronic pain, and they helped me to manage, take some of the pressure off of my, my back, and I've been... I've been avoiding using them for a long time because I'm always that try to be independent person. You know, I got this. But then as as pain became a whole lot worse after I moved here because it's kind of colder. Um, well, not kind of colder. It's a lot colder. Um, it worsened the pain. And I moved to being unable sometimes to control my muscles when I'm walking. So I had to get them to stop falling um so i've really been using them since last year yeah so adam brought up you both brought up two really good points adam brought up that his mobility device um brought him freedom and you brought up that your mobility device helped to uh ease some of your pain i wonder kate if you had another aspect that you could bring up that possibly your mobility device uh, helped you in your life? Yeah, um, so uh, I've been using a walker for six or seven years now. Um, before that, I was using a cane, but I've had um, chronic illness and disability since I was very young. Um, and um, my walker actually helps me feel like I want to go out in the world. I think for a long time I isolated myself because I was scared of falling. And I was scared of going out in the world um, if I would like hurt my, my body. Um, and now having a mobility device has really, I agree, like given me a lot of freedom. Um, it also just like psychologically um, makes me so that I can participate in the world. Otherwise, I would just be at home sitting on the couch all the time, but, um, or not even moving out of my bed. But yeah, having a walker makes me mobile. Otherwise, I wouldn't be able to move around. I like what you said, Kate, about um, your mobility device um, 
helping you to participate in the world. Can you expand a bit about that and maybe what um, that has taught you about yourself and maybe mobility devices in general? Yeah, I feel like um, a lot, like once I reframed that in my mind, um, I looked at my mobility device as like a really positive thing because it helps me uh, like go out and about in the world. It helps me with groceries. It helps me just walk, right? Um, but it also helps me like go have coffee with friends and it helps me um, do all of the different things that I want to do in order to feel fulfilled in my life. Awesome. Yeah. Adam, um, when you spoke about your mobility device and having it from the age of three and the freedom that it brought you, that it brought you, you have been with your mode of uh, mobility device for a long time. And I imagine that you have learned a lot um, about yourself in this time. Can you tell us a bit about maybe one or two aspects of things that you have learned about yourself or from your mobility device? Well, to the two things that I noticed is A, I consider myself a bit of a role warrior. And so sometimes I use my mobility device a lot like some downtown Torontonians use their bike. In that sometimes in the good weather, I will actually use my mobility device to drive across downtown to events or other things rather than taking my wheelchair. The other thing I've learned about my device is that when we are talking about pronouns, one of the things that I get in the, is there are people that will see the chair and won't see me and will actually refer to the chair as it. And so they'll say, oh, it's in the way, or um, it, it, um, it needs help, rather than Adam needs help, or he needs help, or they need help. They will refer to the chair as it. And by the chair, since it's an extension of yourself, they're also referring to you yes. as it. Stevia, do you have anything to add to that perspective? Have you experienced anything like that? Or is there a point that you would like to bring up? Well, I, I, I've had the experience of people seeing, you know, seeing your crutches and not seeing you. Um, so I, I get that. But I, I'm very sure that Adam's experience might be a little bit more um, might, that might happen a little bit more often because um, with crutches, I feel it feels more for me like uh, people insisting on trying to help where no help is needed rather than seeing crutches and excluding me completely. Yeah. That, right. That's so, more my experience. So with your mobility device, it's seen as separate from yourself in a way that's different than how Adam's mobility device is seen. 
Yeah, it's no, like, one, no one is referring to you as as it because right. crutches. They definitely see that as as, as separate. There's there's this automatic assumption that their crutches, therefore help is needed. Mm-hmm. That that's more it than separating, I guess, me from from the crutches. Yes, but always assuming that if you have your mobility <laughs> device, then you're in need of constant assistance from someone else. Yes. Okay. Uh, Kate, did you have anything that you'd like to contribute to this aspect of the discussion in terms sure. of? not being separated from your mobility device, whether that's a a pro or a con? Yeah, so I feel like mine is a little bit in between. Like, I definitely get um, the same with Stevia that people are constantly trying to help me. And sometimes, actually, like, it's worse. They make it worse by trying to help, right? Like, they'll try to open a door, but I have my own way of opening a door and they throw me off balance even more. Um, But I was just, what um, Adam was saying, um, I, one thing that I'm really aware of is, um, for example, when I go to the movie theater or a play or something like that, um, people just, people want to take my, uh, my walker away so that it's, so it's not in the way. But for me, my walker is like part of, it feels like part of me. And so when they take it away, it feels like they're taking away part of how I get around. It's like if they take away my legs or something. Mm -hmm. And so like in a movie theater or play or something, like I always try to have like someone with me so that like they can go get my walker for me in case or, um, I try to sit in a seat where like they don't need to take away my walker. Um, but yeah, it's, it's really, um, it's really hard when people insist, uh, of like taking it away once I'm like sitting or something like that. Um, but I also get people needing people wanting to like extra help me with like bagging my groceries or opening a door or doing other things that I don't need help with. Yeah, I think that we can all relate to that. Um, with my use of a white cane, I definitely see my cane as an extension of myself and a, and a part of my body. Um, how do you, um, and I'll just throw this out to uh, any one of you who want to answer, um, but I, I'd like to just hear more about what your mobility aid has brought to you and and how um it has enhanced um your life and your maybe your independence if anybody wants to speak to any aspect like that i can tell another story um it's kate here i so when i first started using a walker i was going to physiotherapy and they were trying to Um, my condition can't really be cured or anything like that, but they were trying to make it so that I wouldn't have to use a walker. Um, But that just made me frustrated and made me um, not want to go back. So I actually found like having a walker is really liberating because it means that I can like focus on the things that I want to focus on in my life instead of focusing on the things like, quote-unquote, fitting into society because I am not using a walker. 
Um, and so having a walker is like actually really liberating. It's kind of made me identify with disability even more, even though I've had a disability my whole life. It's, I've tried to hide it. And now having a walker, like I don't try to hide it. And it actually like gives, it feels like it gives me some freedom because I'm not trying to hide it and I don't have that shame anymore. Right, it was kind of like a forced acceptance. Of yeah, yeah, exactly. Uh, Stevie or Adam, do you have anything you'd like to add or weigh in? The only thing that I, I would like is, the one thing was, was around the time I got my wheelchair, my, my dad sold his, um, dune buggy and <laughs> and my mom sort of jokingly said oh uh, he sold this dune buggy because it is um to to sort of because I would never be able to ride around in it because I had my my wheelchair and 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 when my brother was born, of course, he likes to, and he's like, Dad, why did you sell the dune buggy? Oh, well, because Adam was never going to ride around in it with me. And, you know, it sort of gave us, because, you know, they had to pay for some of my wheelchair, the government paid for most of it, but my brother was always like, um, uh, um, oh, I wish we kept it. We um, kept the dune buggy. Um, the other thing was, when I was a kid, <laughs> my, uh, some of the kids used to bother me and say, say to me, Adam, you can't do sports and stuff. And I remember one time telling them that actually on the weekend that I was actually in a wheelchair racing league. Like they went out to play hockey on Saturday or Sunday morning. That yeah, no, I went and traveled around Ontario racing my wheelchair. And, and it was a bit of a lie, but the kids believed it. They're like, cool, Adam's like a junior NASCAR driver. <laughs> and it also helped explain why I had so many stickers on my wheelchair, which I used to have like a lot of stickers that my dad would just give me when he went to the gas station. And though I had all these, so my chair in some ways did look like a little NASCAR car. Oh, that's a great story. <laughs> yeah. That's a great story. Stevia, did you have anything you wanted to weigh in on about? Um, well, <laughs> on having mobility aids and feeling liberated, um, as I said, I, I refused to get them for a number of years, but. <laughs> After getting them, I realized how much easier getting around can really be. Um, I'm usually one who tries to stay f a bit 
fit, I guess, um, moving around as much as possible. But the pain of it makes it a little bit more difficult. So I, I found that over the years, even walking got a little slower and stuff. And now on my crutches, <laughs> I feel like I'm walking with people and they're like, hey, hold up, wait a minute. <laughs> <laughs> Pull me down. <laughs> <laughs> so I, I get resonates um, yeah. <laughs> so yeah. I get like this double where I, I can pick up as much ground as I can cover now and get a slight workout while doing it too so I mean that that has brought me some some joy <laughs> that's great so you're keeping fit yeah ish <laughs> killing two uh, birds with one stone yeah. yeah that's great I totally resonate with what you're saying uh knowing that I was uh, recommended to use a white cane as a teenager and I utterly refused no way. And I didn't begin until, you know, my mid to late 30s when I had to, when my vision had turned to the point where um, I had to. So I think many people can resonate with the fact of not wanting to use a disability, um, sorry, a mobility aid, um, thinking that it's taking away something and, and then realizing that, oh, it, it's actually giving back uh, something or, or in, um, you know, giving us uh, more freedom than we thought or enabling us in a way. And so when the greater society um, looks at persons with disabilities and sees a deficit, um, we know that, that it isn't a deficit. Thank you for listening to Breaking Expectations, a podcast about the joys of disability. This podcast was made possible with the support of the Centre for Independent Living in Toronto and the Ontario Trillium Fund. Please subscribe to our channel and visit our Facebook and Instagram pages. We'd love to hear from you, so feel free to leave a comment below. Remember that if you don't have a disability now, if you're lucky enough, you'll live long enough to get one. Goodbye till next time.